Welcome to episode 12 of We Are All Americans, conversations about how family stories are passed down from generation to generation and what it means to be American in the context of multiculturalism, immigration, military service, Black Lives Matter, white privilege, and indigeneity. I'm your host, Michelle Jacquis, and I'm here with Chloe Brunt in the recording studio at Otis College of Art and Design in the Westchester neighborhood of Los Angeles. Welcome, Chloe. Thank you. Thank you for interviewing me. So can you tell me a little bit about your family and um, where they're from and how how you and your family came to the U.S.? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, so my, I'm going to start with my mother. Sure. My mother uh, was born in Mashhad in Iran, which is in the eastern province near um, the border of Tur- Turkmenistan, if I'm not if confused, and more towards Afghanistan. And it's um, a big metropolitan city in Iran, second to Tehran, I believe. And she left during the the Islamic Revolution Mm -hmm. in uh, around the early 80s. And she moved to France to join her brother brother and her sisters who were already living there. Uh, Because a lot of Iranians would go to Europe to, you know, study or go to boarding school because there were the ties with Mm. the Shah and Europe and there was this big Western influence. So my mom went and joined them. And she was around 19, 20 years old when she left. And she went to Paris and... You know, she did not know the language, so she learned on her own. Um, You know, she got around, you know, doing... She was waitressing, and then eventually she would go and work with um, my... Her cousin, Mm. who was uh, living in France at the time, but also was working kind of all over the world, and she currently resides in England. She was in England in boarding school, but she was in France at the time. And she worked, my mom worked with her. Okay. And then um, that's how she met my father. And my father uh, grew up uh, in Paris. He was born in a city, in a port city in France called Le Havre Mm -hmm. um, in uh, Normandy. And uh, he moved um, with his older brother and two sisters. He's the third the fourth oldest. They're five siblings. And he lived in Paris pretty much all his life. And uh, he met my mom at that office. Hmm. So they met through work. And um, eventually they, you know, they dated and then they, they got married. And they even lived in Belgium for a while. And then uh, I was born in Paris. And uh, my dad being a um, a computer engineer, he got a job offer in Los Angeles Mm. in 1997, yeah, because I was two months when we moved here, and around 1997, and he took the job offer, but it wasn't like a sure thing. My parents thought, well, we'll see, we'll move here and stay two, three years, and they wanted to move back, Mm. but... I think eventually they ended up staying because they thought it would be better for me to grow up in America. And so that's my Iranian side and my French side. But I always had this identity issue, which I feel like some people that are multicultural are more tied to one side of their family. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was more kind of stuck in the middle because I wanted to know my Iranian side because I knew my French side because we grew up speaking French at home because my dad doesn't speak Farsi Mm. but my mom does it's her first language and growing up you know she was always talking on the phone with her mom her her sisters, her cousins, you know, so every day I was hearing a conversation. And it, Did you end up learning Farsi then because I, of that? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. As I, I can carry on a basic conversation. Like if I, it would take me a while, I'd have to think and really put myself in the situation. It's like, okay, I have to speak Farsi. Yeah. But I kind of taught myself because it was frustrating not being able to learn 
to know the language mm. that's, you know, this is my other half. And I think also not have not having been to Iran yet. It's mm. also like there's this something that's missing. But I did kind of teach myself, you know, it's like listening and hearing the same words over and over. Mm-hmm. And also my cousin uh, who lives in Orange County, we would see them a lot when growing up on the weekends and because same they and that's a cousin on your mom's side yes Mm -hmm. and she her and I we were like sisters it's like we grew up together and we're both only children and you know I didn't she speaks her parents are both Persian Mm -hmm. and I kind of wanted to you know connect so I would kind of ask and you know being in that setting and like staying with the adults and kind of listening to their conversations and I think and a huge part also was my grandmother because she doesn't speak English at mm-hmm. all and she speaks very little French because same she learned in Iran when she was a little girl mm. uh, she mm-hmm. went to a French school but she she doesn't really remember you know everything but you she have can to keep at it exactly yeah. right yeah. and so when she didn't go to school anymore it's like you forget but and I think that yeah I wanted to be able to talk to my grandmother because it was really frustrating. And she me. lives in LA. She, yeah, she actually has um, permanent like residence. The green card. So she yeah she yeah. she lives here, mm-hmm. and sometimes she goes back to Iran to mm-hmm. like you know deal with you know financial things and but she's mm-hmm. here basically the whole year like she has, goes. Does your mom go back ever? My mom has not been been to Iran in thirty years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't I don't know, like for her, you know, for her viewpoint. But, you know, I think when something like that happens in your country, you know, you're I don't want to say traumatizing, but it's well, in a way traumatizing, I think, is it's a strong word, word but it's it's very, you know, it's just the country just totally shifted. Yeah, because to feel like the place that you knew when you were growing up doesn't exist anymore in that Especially way. Especially in the sense that it was taken over by the Islamist regime. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, that's tying religion, and it's that's very heavy. It's not, you know, just a change of, mm-hmm. you know, government or a change of, you know, it's basically just, it's, you know, having from, I mean, the, the cartoon uh, Persepolis, Mm-hmm. Marjan mm-hmm. Satrapi yes. said she highlights that, and I'm not saying that that's what my mom's life was like, but some snippets, it's like you know, that kind of reflects. And what religion is your family? I don't. Well, the thing is, we don't really. That we're not. Well, my grandmother, she was raised. My grandmother on my dad's side was raised Catholic. She was mm. baptized, and because back in France, you know, early 30s, 40s, you know, you were mm. baptized, and you. She had her communion. Um, but she, you know, she let her kids decide whatever, whatever they wanted to do. Uh, my aunt, actually, my mom's sister, she is a practicing Buddhist. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always found that pretty interesting. But f- as, mu- as far as religion wise, I think probably I have some probably extended family in Iran who are probably Muslim. But not that like I know directly. Mm. And... Um, yeah, that's I don't I wouldn't really tie ourselves t- more towards religion. Yeah, but going back to the speaking Farsi thing, and it's you know the like learn, and I'm still learning. It's it's never perfect, and I yeah. and I still don't know how to read or to write. Mm. So that would be the next step. Have you connected with the Persian community in Los Angeles? You know, it's funny outside be- of your family. I haven't. I've I've met other Persians before growing up, like in high school and in middle school. Yeah. And either these kids, they either embrace their Persian identity or they don't. You know, it's if, you know, if you see somebody that's Persian and either they'll like want to speak to you in Farsi or like they won't want to because it's awkward. Hmm. And I always found that interesting. It's like I sort of understand that, though, like (laughs) my so my family is also sort of two different. Yes. So you ethnicities. My mom's side is are all from various parts of Eastern Europe, and they're all Ashkenazi Jews. Yes. My father's side is Mm French-Canadian and Catholic. 
That's a mix. But I was gr- raised mostly in a Jewish household, right. but also not religious. Like I, I didn't do. I did, did Hebrew school for right. like two years, and then would you celebrate like and holidays? And we like, would do Hanukkah because mm-hmm. we're in the U.S. Right, and even I feel like Hanukkah is not a minor. It's a minor holiday. Mm-hmm. But in the U.S., because it happens around the time of Christmas, exactly, it's sort of yeah. become a big holiday. Right. So we would do that, and we would do Passover. Mm-hmm. And then some of the high... With Rosh Hashanah. Grandparents, I would, we would go... My sister and I would go to synagogue with them for Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. Yeah. But then at a certain point, I remember my mother just sort of saying... You can go with them if you want, but I'm not going. Like, did we you, just weren't very religious. Did you have a bat mitzvah? No. No? And I think part of that is my um, my, my mother's generation, women, girls didn't do it. Only boys did. Oh. So I think even though my grandfather on that side had been raised Orthodox and oh, was yeah, still that's what kind I was gonna of religious, ask. Yeah. Uh, my grandmother on that side was not very religious and I think it was just like they never made her do the bat mitzvah. They right. wanted us to have somewhat of a Jewish education, but they right. we didn't. We just my sister and I didn't do it for whatever reason. But I get that. I've experienced that sense. What you were describing of like, do you acknowledge your your side that yeah ethnicity among exactly. other people? Like yeah, there is a thing exactly. I feel like even at Otis, there's certain colleagues that I know are Jewish and there's this moment of like do we say happy new year or not <laughs> to each other in public and really? whereas everybody and I don't know what that is I've never had anybody else yeah express that yeah. but I I sort of I know it like it's sort of because yeah, I think it's it, also yeah. not there's so many people that aren't that they might be Jewish by ethnicity or birth but not right very religious right. and then I think in the U.S. It's so dominated by the Christian religion, so people kind of assume everybody celebrates it's, Christmas. Yeah, it's funny you say that because actually growing up, and I realized this like not too long ago, uh, you know, I grew up basically my whole childhood. I My best friend, she was Jewish, mm-hmm. and my other two friends, I call them my cousins basically. Like I've known them since since I was six months old. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. the their two sisters, so the youngest, like I've known her even before she was born, so she's a year younger than me. And... So their father is Jewish and mother is German. Mm. And they, it's kind of the same thing. Like they didn't do bat mitzvah, but, you know, it was Hanukkah and like all the holidays. And it's like me growing up, like we were always there. And I kind of picked up from like those little cultural things. And like also my best friend, you know, she would tell me about, you know, she's like, oh, I'm going to like, I'm going to Sunday school. Like if it's, if you want to sleep over, like I got to wake up early tomorrow. I'm going yeah. to Sunday school. <laughs> so it's like all these little things and like, you know, eating you know, with my friends, like, eating challah and, like, learning these things. And it's, like, I was I was talking to somebody, and I'm, like, I'm, like, oh, isn't it Rosh Hashanah soon? And they're, like, what? Well, and because like, the thing is, it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, Persian New Year, right? right it's exactly. on a totally yes. different calendar yes. system. So yes. I always, and, and U.S. calendars don't, they don't come preloaded with the holidays mm-hmm. that are not. No, exactly. Yeah, that are not. Holidays, mm, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I always... Like, when my grandparents were alive, I was always reminded they would tell me when the holidays were mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. Um, and then now it's only, like, if we schedule a meeting, a committee <laughs> meeting, and another colleague yeah. who's also Jewish would be like, oh, I'm not going to be here that day yeah. because of the holiday. I'm like, oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'm a right. Jew. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the same thing. I was with my friend, like, with her, like, one of my friends. And mm. I told her, she's like, oh, like, let's hang out. And this was actually around, I think, Yom Kippur. And I'm like... Is it? I'm like Friday. I'm like waiting for. Her. I'm like she. I'm like she knows. And I'm like, isn't Yom Kippur? I'm like, isn't it Yom Kippur? She's like, oh wait, really? Is it? She's like, thank you for reminding me. So it's just like these little things. Yeah. And it's like, I don't, you know. And it's funny I'm sure if you're super religious, you keep track. Right. Of and course. You even know what year it is. Like, yeah. I just know it's like 57 something. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's like you know, growing up because it's you talk about Christian being like the mainstream kind of, but I never really identified with like like or my surroundings basically like I didn't grow up with like s- Christian friends it was, it's like, different mostly. in Los Angeles mm-hmm, compared yes. to other parts of the country definitely because I think LA is so much more multicultural than a lot oh yeah I mean New York oh, that's obviously <laughs> it's next level is there to yeah. Queens I think is like I've read the most languages spoken in any part of the country happens all in Queens really like it's the one place where 
That's I don't know so what the great. number is, but <laughs> because there's just people from everywhere in right. the world. And I think Los Angeles is really similar to that. And I, it's one of the things that I actually really love that we, mm-hmm. um, compared to like when I lived in New England, for instance, mm. where like things still close on Sundays. Oh, really? And wow. they're sort of surprised when you want to go to the mall. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> the funny like, thing. It's for us, it's like well, my family and I, like my mom and my dad, because, you know, Paris is a very metropolitan city. Exactly, you know, yeah. Things are openly. And my parents, when they moved here 21 years ago, it's, it's difficult because, you know, back then it's like you're leaving Paris and you're coming to L.A. And L.A. 20 years ago was not very L.A. now. Yes. You know, there there was no there was no health food craze. There was no, you know, bakery down like the French bakery down the street. You know, there was just, you know, Wonder Bread or just white bread. And it was... It, it was wasn't that bad. Oh, I mean, years for, ago, but, but this really? is like these are my parents. Like they're leaving. <laughs> these are like French. You know, yes, they're French, yes. and they're coming here. And it's like you know, it's not like you're doing Paris, New York. New York right. is is way more. You know, but L. A. There's not a huge French population exactly. in Los Angeles. Like I know there's that. There's a French. I forget what it's called, but there's a French like cafe in Venice. Uh, is it on? Because there are a lot of I French cafes I think now. It's on Abbot Kinney. Um, but like not on the main strip of Anne McKinney, like maybe closer to Washington Boulevard. Oh, that's too bad. I don't. I and don't it's know it. and I moved here in in eighteen years ago. Wow. And I remember like that place had been long established, and you could right. and you heard people speaking French in it. Yeah, so that's it funny. stood out as like, but I, oh, this is one of the yeah. enclaves. But I think also because my parents like where we moved, like we lived near Redondo Beach area. Yeah, it so, depends on where you moved So it's like too. we weren't really in the city, and I think that makes a difference too. Oh, yeah. You know? And even now it's like it's like on a Friday night or something, it's like, oh, I mean, if you go to Los Angeles itself, like downtown or, you know, West Hollywood or the places that are hip, Santa Monica, but like near Redondo Beach or Torrance, like places are going to close early. Yeah. So that was a big it's suburban. Sh- that was a big yeah. It's a big, but that's the weird thing too. It's like with my family that the, especially you know my family in Europe, they ask you know well, um, LA is not that big. Is I said LA is huge. I said the thing with LA is that LA is spread out. LA mm-hmm. is made up of little like neighborhoods basically. Yeah. I said Santa Monica is one thing. West Hollywood is one thing. Downtown itself is another thing. My husband moved here the year before I did and I was in grad school in Rhode Island and he would be like LA County is the size of Rhode Island. The whole state. <laughs> really? And he's right. Like it's Is it really? Rhode Island. Well, I've never is been tiny. to Rhode Island. You can drive across the state in a half an hour. No way. It's tiny. That small? It's really small. Wow. And we would go the closest Home Depot was in Massachusetts. Oh my god! But that was like a twenty-minute oh drive. It wasn't a big deal. My goodness! But yeah. It, yeah, and then you know, with that, so moving them moving here, and in a way, I kind of feel like they they did it for me because in France, the it, it's pretty t- like education-wise, it's a lot tougher than here. You know, all growing up. My mom always said, she's like, you know, like, you have it easy. You know, your cousins, they're over there, like, working their asses off. Like, they're studying. Like, there's no high school, you know, graduation. There's no, you know, prom. There's no, Mm. there's none of that. You know, you are studying for your exit exams. And, you know, if you don't make it, then you're screwed, basically. So here it's very nonchalant. And especially, like, whenever I would complain, I'd be like, oh, like, I have so much homework, and my mom's like, ah, you're exaggerating, you know, like, hmm. the, you know, like, my dad, of course, like, back in the 70s and 80s, you know, like, in, in France, it was still, and it was, it was very formal, too, like, you know, France and Iran, like, my parents kind of shared that, it's like, it was very formal, you know, you stood up when your professor walked in the room, when your teacher, and, you know, my dad was, my dad would tell me, you know, when I would, tell my dad about you know oh this teacher's so awesome this teacher's so cool like yeah I talked to this teacher and my parents they were so baffled they're like this is such an American thing to be that informal and casual what with your teachers and even you know what do they think about like professors in college being oh boy (laughs) I feel like Otis itself is very unique in a way because that's kind of art school. Like, it's yeah. not just Otis, oh, but yeah. all art schools are, are really like that, where, 
my art school for undergrad, the dean was on a first name basis really? with us. Nobody was doctor. Oh no, I or, had or professor. Yeah, I had one professor here, like foundation year, who had us call him like, um, um, I think was it yeah, Mister. So I was I was. Was it a studio professor or liberal arts? It was a studio professor. Ah, that's yeah. rare. Yeah, so I was the only time, but every other time, and I remember you know coming here, it's like, it wasn't weird to me because. Just, you went to high K through twelve. I mean, I so. you know I was I just kind of I like talking to people and it's like I always talked to like my prof- my teachers in high school so you know I was that person it was like I would I, I I liked talking to my my teachers better than like I liked hanging out with kids my age hmm. and it was like especially like my French teacher who I kind of built that connection with her like she was actually from France like living here and she was teaching you know, French in, in my high school that I went to. So mm-hmm. I would talk to her a lot and, you know, there would be like little things. We'd be like, oh, hey, like, you know, we share this thing. And I think that also kind of ties in with like my high school experience and just like my school experience in general. It's like I feel like with this multiculturalism, there was something that just people noticed and that not that they didn't like it, but my mom always said, you know, you're different there's Mm. you have this mix that's unique because it's not like I was you know like Latina American or you know Asian American you know it's multiple hyphens it's a multiple it's Middle Mm. Eastern French you know it's Mm -hmm. a it's a unique thing and it's like when I would talk to French people it's like am I you know am I really French or it's like especially with Iranians it's you know it's like, am I really Iranian? Like, am I less mm-hmm. Iranian than you guys? Like, how is that? And, and then, what do you, so then what do you think it means to be American? I don't, that's the thing, it's because I feel like this country, like, the best example I can give is, you know, my my other country, you know, France. I'm a, I'm a French citizen, I was mm-hmm. born there, so it's my other country, and mm-hmm. The, the country itself, and because it's such an old country, mm-hmm. I feel like there's more history to be built. Yeah, I mean, the U.S. is, is so new. A baby. Yeah, exactly. So, and to... I think, and because the U.S. was founded, I mean, this is, it's not even our land. It's, you know, the Native Americans were here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's all immigrants. You know, mm-hmm. it's so. Immigrants and colonizers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, that's, I think that's what it means to be an American is, you know, not 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 about being an, an immigrant, but just kind of. It's a tough question, and I've not I've been asked that question before. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you're an American, or do you feel like you're a French person who grew up in America? It's yeah, I do. I do feel that way because mm. when I would come home, like I would come home from school, you know, we have French TV at home, so mm. there's um, you know we have all the French channels and. Mm. Uh, you know, like I go, I go home and like speak French, and you know, just like, like it's like when I, I would tell my friends, I'm like, yeah, you walk into my house, like you're in France, <laughs> like it's not even, you know. But occasionally, uh, of course, growing up here, it's like there would be little things where like, when my house is very, you know, multicultural. It's like there's, you know, Farsi being spoken, there's English, there's French, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a lot of things happening, and you know that um, that I do feel that way, but then at the same time, whenever I go to France, it's like oh, like American, you know, and it's not yeah. it, they don't my family they don't mean that in a mean way, but it's you know it's like a cute thing. It's like oh, like la petite américaine, like it's Our the little American the little, the little here, American, yeah, right? Exactly. And that also mm. that does you know, and I feel like when I would tell people, I said yeah, you know, I'm half French, half Iranian. And people would be like, whoa, oh, so you're French. And it's just the Iranian side would just be oh, totally fascinating. Yeah, it's really odd. And it's, you know, either people and then people would say like they'd look at me and they'd be like, oh, yeah, I could see the French. Oh, yeah, I could see the Iranian. And then I ask, I'm like, well, what is what stands out more to you? You know, mm-hmm. and it was never mm-hmm. always both. It was either one or the other. Hmm. And I think that kind of labeled my like identity crisis growing up my whole life it's like what am I you know did you ever feel harassed or discriminated against 
I don't, I never really felt, well, I think the only thing I can really remember was like, I remember like back in middle school, I would like hang out with these guys and it was like, it was whatever, you know, but like we were talking about Iran or something and it was just like the stereotypical like, oh, isn't there just like sand and camels there? Like, oh, like terrorists. And I was like, um, no, but <laughs> not at all. And it's like, at that point, I didn't really think much about it. But like mm. now that I think about it, it's like it's not really being discriminating because I think I'm white passing. You know, I mm-hmm. don't. And even it's difficult to label Iranians because Iranians come in all different colors and all different ethnicities. You know, there's just so you have some Iranians that look like they could be Indian. Like there's very Eurocentric yeah, yeah. features. So it's very hard to, you know, but of course there are, you know, more white passing Middle Easterners and those who are not. And, you know, I'm saying like white passing as in like I've very, like I've hazel, hazel, you know, and like the light hair that doesn't Mm -hmm. make it really, you know, I wasn't like some of my family members who have kind of darker hair Mm -hmm. and, you know, more notable features. But there was always with the Persian, like the Iranian side, it's like, it's like, oh, I see it in your eyes. There's always that, mm. that they notice the eyes. Whenever you say, like, oh, you're Middle Eastern, it's like, oh, the eyes. And I'm like, it's really funny. Like, I never, mm. you know, but it, I felt like because of my multiculturalism and because I was proud kind of of being, you know, people are fascinated by France. I don't know why. <laughs> like, people here are just like, wow, like, you're French. Like, and then sometimes it's like, oh, like, think you're French like some people feel like it's sort of like a bragging right but it's it's not it's like I'm sorry like I'm this is who I am you know it's like like if I buy like I don't know I would bring up something about France it's like oh the French girl would or you know it's it's so funny it's like this I don't know like you never hear about like British people or like Italians you know if an Italian says something about oh like yeah this Italian like yeah yeah totally right but it's like talk about France it's like you're immediately it's like you're a show off or like you're being seen <laughs> as that's just kind of how I saw it growing up and you know there was so it sounds like it's more maybe subtle microaggression not like overt oh no no never I was um, never verbally like like a, like abuse like ver- like by other yeah, classmates like never good. bullied never what, what year were you born 1997 yeah so so when you were f- four is when U.S. Middle Eastern relationships shifted dramatically. Yeah, and I was too young at the time. Yes, but I don't really remember, you know. What, but it was it's it's tough, and it's yeah. you know sometimes, you know, I'm kind of worried if like if I say it's like oh like I'm Iranian, you know, how are people going to react? And I feel like. I'm not ashamed of it at all. Like That's quite the contrary. Good. Yeah. Good. So it's like, but it's it's you know mm. it's like I think it's because it's the lack of general culture. I think it's a lack of knowledge. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Of course. Um, and again, like on the stereotypes and all these other things. And, and it also seems like in the U.S., people mixing up the Middle Eastern countries and not even mm-hmm. understanding exactly who's from what country. Right. And. Um, you know, when it's mixing up like government relations and like the people, yeah. you know, they it's like automatically you like people think Iranians are like these people who like hate, you know, like all like it's like putting it's like saying like all Iranians hate Israel. Like it's not even true. Right. It's just the government relations are just. Yeah, I, I really always tough. used to get in arguments with one of my good friends who was from Ireland and he would say. Well, the problem with your country is and your people, oh and I God. would be like, "No, wait, slow down." Whoa, whoa, whoa! It's whoa. our government. It's not. It's always all yeah. of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it was also, you know, also growing up, it's like I have, you know, my Jewish friends, and I also have friends who, you know, are are Muslim and you know from Middle Eastern backgrounds, and it was always like the the Palestine Israel conflict. Mm. It's like, it's like I'm not gonna just just in the end, it's just government. It's like I don't think you know you should bring people in the mix but you know that I mean for me like just going back I'm like going back and forth but being multicultural like in America I feel like I don't I don't really know where I belong to be honest it's like Mm -hmm. I'm too I feel like I'm too French for the states but I'm too American for France Mm -hmm. which is really odd because Mm -hmm. people here will point out 
Like if I'll, I'll dress like I'll, I'll dress a certain way, people will be like, "Oh, you look so French today." It's like, it's like that's it's flattering, but it's like, what does that really I, mean? Exactly. It's like, what does that mean? Okay, given the days where it's like, if I have my beret on, you know, I have my yeah. I have my friend, I have my beret. You know, it's, it's the like, black and white striped shirt. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like sometimes like I'll just like it's like if I dress chic, it's automatically. I think. It's like, yeah, I think that because the U.S. has a stereotype of France being there's high this fashion. Fas- fascination yeah. with, you know, and I guess, you know, that's and then when I go to France, it's like they pinpoint like these Ameri- like I have American traits, of course, you know, but I don't. It's it's tough. It's like I'm this I'm this French American, you know, half Iranian girl, but I'm not really Iranian because like mm-hmm. I don't have like the actual like I don't know if I'm explaining myself. No, you are, and it's a very common experience I think for people that are multiracial or or multicultural that that they also I've, lots oh, this of people talk it. about this mm-hmm. where they feel not quite one or the other. Yeah, I don't feel that. I yeah, and some people I think find that that means it feels like they don't fit in anywhere. Yeah. Others have told me that feels like they fit in everywhere. That's the thing with me. It's because, you know, I, I'm i part of, you know, it's like with the French community and growing up with, you know, multicultural friends, you know, mm-hmm. it's like because I grew up, again, like with, with all my Jewish friends, it's like I know all these things about, you know, like some, like the little things about Judaism that maybe somebody else may not know, but for me may seem totally normal. And it's like... I'll, I'll like say these things and like I'll like say like these facts or something and then they'll be like are you Jewish I'm like no I'm not like at all but it's just you know growing up with these people and you know um growing up with people who you know are multicultural and just you know little general things I guess so mm-hmm. it's funny and like I tell people I'm like oh yeah like I'm Iranian and they're like no no you're not and it's like, well, like, how do you know? Like, how can you just tell by looking at my face? Like, th- in your mind, does that mean, like, Iranians have a Yeah, I get that all the time, too, where yeah. people are like, wait, you're Jewish? You don't look Jewish. Your it's last like name's not Jewish. And it is that mm-hmm. it's strange to have somebody question your own identity, that exactly. you know what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And, and that's another thing, you know, for me... I mean, for us, like as for me, more predominantly, we moved here. We didn't know anybody. My parents mm-hmm. didn't know anybody moving to Los Angeles. It's not like they moved here and you know they they knew somebody or they just mm-hmm. totally did not know. They anyone. came because of a job, right? right. And so it was your a dad good probably job. Probably knew whoever well, was I mean, hiring. Him yeah, exactly, and that was, and that it. was it. And yeah. you know, and it was very difficult. It's like because my dad's family, they all live in France, mm-hmm. like France, Italy, Poland. They're all there. And, you know, to find ourselves here, like, not alone. I mean, there's my mom's side of the family. Mm-hmm. But, you know, there's, because we grew up, we kind of adapted the French culture and, you know, like mm-hmm. my dad and going back to France and, like, seeing my grandmother and that tide, you know, something. So it's like, whenever I come back here, there's this sense of, you know, there's something missing. Hmm. You know, and it's because, and I'm a very family-oriented person, and I don't know if it has to do with the fact that I'm an only child, or just because I was blessed with an amazing family. I'm not sure, but I mean, I have eight, like sixteen, eighteen cousins just on my dad's side, and hmm. we're all like in the same age range. So, and that's another thing. You know. So, did you get dual citizenship? Yeah. So I was automatically a French citizen when I was born, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we moved to the states, and we became citizens when I was twelve years old. Mm. So I was automatic because I was a minor at the time. Yeah. And um, what was that process like? I don't really remember much. I just okay. remember like, it's funny. I remember actually more details about renewing my French passport and going to the French consulate uh, yeah. than I do like actual like. Yeah. U.S. citizen, you know, and actually, like, you know, going to the airport. I never had issues, but I think more recently when I would travel with my grandmother, because my my aunt, my mom's sister, she lives in Canada, Mm. and I would travel with my grandmother. I would take her to Canada. I still do, and because of the language barrier, because... Mm. You know, it's it's not that we're afraid. It's just that you know this miscommunication, 
and you know I'm always translating for her mm. so they they mm -hmm. always take a good look when they see you know the Islamic Republic of Iran you know they look and they make sure it's like yes she has all her papers yes she has her permanent residency like she's mm -hmm. good like you know, she lives here and they you know they um it's just I think that's that's kind of the point where I was like oh wow you know like my grandma can't travel by herself because it's like mm -hmm. if she does and that did happen once for god knows what reason she was coming back home and she from the forms you know she wrote iran and it happens you know she doesn't speak english so mm -hmm. and they you know they saw that and what they thought they thought that she was coming in to the united states like from Iran through Canada to the United States, uh, and she was just thinking, "This is my home, right?" Or something, yeah, born. yeah. And so, she they like they um, held her and they like called my my mom at home, and all I could hear was like my mom saying, "You know, I'm an American too." Like I'm, and I'm like, "What were they saying?" And he's like, "She's like, yeah, this guy's just yelling at me and just saying, you know, oh, here in America, like we don't, you know, like." super rude and it's like mm -hmm. no it's just like a misunderstanding but and was like, this um before this is before uh, Trump. trump's yeah. travel ban mm -hmm. yeah and that was difficult too yeah and it and it's things like that where it's like you know this is this is part of my community this is you know i identify, I identify with these people and it's you know i was worried about my grandmother and mm -hmm. like even though it's like she's a permanent resident but it's just, you know, it's scary. And but it's, there were people with that status exactly. that weren't being allowed to come back. Exactly. So yeah. it's like we were scared, and it's because, you know, we it's not like we can go to Iran. It's, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's that's the thing. It's like she mm -hmm. goes, she only goes back really to just, she stays, if, when she goes back, she stays like one, two months. And then mm -hmm. the rest of the time she lives here. Mm -hmm. So it's just that like fear. It's like if she goes back and, you know, my mom and like her sisters they were like kind of worried but you know that it's it's difficult but i think also has she has she left the country since trump became president or she's oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay no yeah she's been there's been no and problem been oh that's yeah good. it's good it's great but that's well, was more fortunate yeah. but uh, thinking about like all the other people that, yeah you know but it also ties into you know being multicultural and just getting that, you know, just being, I think, having the privilege of being born in such a setting. Because, like, I know people that are like, oh, like, I don't even know, like, all this family background. And it's like, I'm so in tune with, like, my family, I guess. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. But I do kind of feel like I'm kind of drifting here. I don't really feel like, oh, this is my home, you know. Mm. And then when I'm in Paris, it's like, well, I love it here, I, and I identify more when I'm there. I feel more myself when I'm over mm, there. Mm. But at the same time, it's like, is this really where I belong? Because I grew up here in Los Angeles. Yeah. But at the same time, I never really, um, like, integrated with, like, L.A. culture. And, you know, I was very kind of free-spirited, and I kind of knew who I was. And kind of this sense of, I don't know. My mom says I was kind of mature for my age, like in in middle school and in high school. Hmm. And people notice that. They notice. I think a lot of people say only children mature faster because they're around interacting with adults more than other yeah, kids. Yeah, but I feel like, I mean, that was the case for me. I don't know about other only children, but uh, it's just it's a personality thing, too. I mean, yeah. I love talking to people and it's <laughs> it's, you know, but. The they like people notice that people notice like you know you're different and you you have these like other traits and it's you know it's like I'm not a competition like I am not like I don't want people to think like it's like I'm not above you mm -hmm. but then my mom at the same time was always telling me she goes no no like you are special like don't tell yourself that you are like them like you are you know you have these traits like mm -hmm. you have your own mm -hmm. qualities that make you stand out. And people notice that, and yes, it's difficult, but then... It's not necessarily bad. No, it's not yeah. necessarily bad, but I think just the whole stereotype of France and just people... I guess there's, like, the whole snobby, like, snooty type thing. It's like, oh, look at me, I'm French, you know? It's like, I don't try to emulate that, and if I do, it's like, I'm sorry, yeah. but it's it's tough. It's, you know, I don't know, it's like I'll, do, like, put on, like, listen to my music, and I'll have, like... French music, I'll have Persian music, I'll have, you know, just 
all these areas of like even like I listen to Bollywood for crying out loud. Like <laughs> it's just all of that stuff, you know. Like all these different things. Like I don't even know. Let's say a identity crisis, I guess. And I'm only like 20 years old, so hopefully, like as I get older, you know, if that changes, I don't know. Like what was it like, for you? I mean, like how did because you grew up multicultural as well. I mean, when you well, were well, I did accept. My father didn't, my parents divorced before my sister and I started elementary school. Mm. And then um, there was a good stretch of like 16 years that I only saw him once. Mm. So I feel, I've always felt way more connected to my mom's side of the family. Right. I only knew my grandmother. Mm -hmm. I met my grandfather on my dad's side, but I didn't. He died when I was really young, so I don't mm. like. Yeah. I only know him from photographs. Right. And my grandmother died, um, maybe when I was in third or fourth grade. Yeah. So, but my grandparents on my mom's side, like my, my grandfather on my mom's side, was for all intents and purposes was my father growing up. So he, when we moved from New York to Florida, he was around all the time. My I was very close to that side of the family. So. I don't know. I don't. I have a very different. Yeah, you're you you lean more towards because ones. I definitely yeah. lean more yeah. towards one, and it's more out of lack of knowledge about the other side. Right. And right, and I feel I think it's also there's also probably a like subconscious thing where I was always told growing up that my dad's parents didn't come to my parents' wedding because my mom was Jewish. Really. And it's a lot. Yeah. And so I think I've also always sort of had this sense of like, well, that side rejected this side. So I'm just going to stick with right. the side that's raising exactly. me. And and I don't need to interact yeah. or, or find out. But I have found like um, some distant cousins because my, the spelling of my last name, Jackwis, is not very common. Yes. And so I started getting random Facebook <laughs> calls and emails from mm -hmm. a Chris Jackwis who, when I finally replied and said, are you related to Marston Jackwis from Buffalo, New York? Right. It turns out our grandfathers were brothers. That is so funny. And he has, he sent me a photograph of like some family reunion. That's great. Where my sister and I have straight blonde hair. Mm -hmm. Nobody on my mom's side looks like, like the people with straight hair straighten it. <laughs> so <laughs> nobody everybody looks much right. more stereotypically Jewish right. so all this, we get this photograph <laughs> and we're like oh my god we totally look like these people that is this so is funny. where it comes from yeah that's yeah and like yeah but it also like, makes me feel this like um acute awareness of me being like the fact that Jews were not always considered white in the US right so yeah. me being white passing mm -hmm. and and Gentile passing, I sort of really understand. Like, I, I used to joke with my family, like, yeah, we would have been saved in the Holocaust <laughs> because we could yeah. pass for Aryans. Yeah, and we exactly. Could hide and nobody would question it. And and I, and now with, like, current situations with, yeah. the, with the way Trump handled the, the Nazi protest, like, Tiki Torch Parade in, yeah. in um, the South, I, I find myself thinking, like, okay, my son also looks like me and has my husband's um, French-Canadian. My husband's also mostly French-Canadian, yeah. but has the last name Quinn. Mm -hmm. So there's a little bit of Irish in there. So right. but my son has that last name right. and looks blonde and blue-eyed and fair-skinned. <laughs> and um, even though Judaism gets passed down from the maternal side... Yeah, that's another... Yeah. That that's something I've always found If the country ever got to a place where they were discriminating against Jews again, I felt like, okay, we could hide again. Like, my husband, my son could hide. It's terrible. Nobody would know. It's terrible, it's terrible to think that way, but I, but, but going, it's crossed my mind a lot in the last yeah, I kind of, year or so. I've always wondered about that, you know, how Judaism is passed through the maternal side. And in Iran, it's more, it's like the opposite. Uh -huh. Because it's, it's with the if, influence of Islam and, you know, Technically, me, it's I'm not. Of course, I'm not 100% Persian, uh -huh. but there's this more, there's more dominance of like if your father is Iranian, then you're really Iranian. Then you're really yeah. Iranian. Yeah. But if your mother is and your dad isn't, then there's this, you know, 
there's this difference. But also going back to white passing, you know, it's I try really hard to embrace, you know, my Persian side because, you know, people are always surprised. They're like they look at me. They're like you like because they kind of put it geographically like the Middle East. Like, oh, isn't that like in Asia? But like you're not Asian, but you're like you're Middle Eastern. And it's like what? But you're white. And it's, but that's the it, thing that's yeah. actually quite cool, I think, about um multicultural and multiracial identities is that it's harder to tell and it's harder to categorize us exactly visually yeah and because it's much more complicated yeah and it's you know with, with issues like this it's like you know i try to speak out it's like i'd try it's like i don't think you know you should erase your i don't you know erasing your identity because you know I grew up with my Persian side. It's not like I didn't have any connection with my family at all. Right, and it's right. also like, you know, if I ever move from Los Angeles, it's like, you know, I'm I'm also leaving behind my Persian family. Mm. So it's kind of a tug between the two. It's like, I want to stay with my Persian family, but yeah. I also want to be with my French family. So it's like, you know, I'll just move to New York, just be in the middle. It's like, whoever wants to come <laughs> visit me, just come visit me in New York. And What are you fearful about and what are you hopeful for? Um, for like me or just it could be you it just in your life or it could be in more um, of a kind of global sense or mm. yeah I think something I'm afraid of I think I just general like global conflict I guess but mm. I think definitely um, the like just not being able to just, just being like ignorance, basically, I guess. Mm, mm. Just ignorance, and I don't think it's you know really getting better. And I mean, it's terrible to say, but it's you know with this whole travel ban issue, it just doesn't really help the case with Iranians, you know. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you know because of this, of our regime and everything, and like the government and because there's the conflict with Israel and of course the United States is going to back Israel and therefore, you know, and I just hope, you know, one day it's just all that just kind of, I mean, it's impossible, but (laughs) it's just to just not generalize, I guess. And I just kind of hope for one day it's like, you know, I'll find my place. Cause like right now Mm. it's like, am I more French? Am I more Persian? Am I more like, am I just this free, like, free-flowing person it's like Mm -hmm. I don't even just kind of hopefully one day just being like oh this 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 and this but kind of never losing a sense of my identity I guess Mm -hmm. and I feel like that kind of will play in with like my life because I I would like to get married and I would like to have children and this is something I've always thought about I think a fear it's not really it's a silly it's not even a fear it's more of a worry it's like Mm -hmm. if I have children I have to think of a name that can pre- that can be pronounced in French, in Farsi, <laughs> and in English, because you know I, I can't name give the super Persian name without my French family totally butchering it, and you know all my American friends just not being able to pronounce it. Wow. So that's something. It's just it's so weird, but it's something I've always thought about. It makes sense. It's like because already yeah. like you know I see that happening like right now with like my mm. family like the way my French fam- family would pronounce you know, something or like, you know, it's yeah. like, oh boy. And I've, I've had this conversation with my cousin too. I'm like, dude, like, what are we going to name our kids? Like, <laughs> what are we going to do? She's like, yeah, like, I don't, I don't know, but it's something like, yeah, we've joked about that. You know, it's funny, like people in France, like my friends, they'll say like, oh, but you're not really French. Like you grew up in America, mm-hmm. but it's like, it's like, I want to argue that, but it's like, yes, you're right. Yeah. But I'm also, you know. It's just, it's a very top, it's it's complicated and, you know, with family and everything. And I guess like me, I kind of see myself as lucky to just kind of be able to be so in tune with like my family and, you know, being so close. You know, I was telling my boyfriend, it's like, we're talking, we had like the family talk, you know, so, and he was like, oh, like, what's your family? And I'm like, I need a pen and a paper. <laughs> and so I was, you know, writing out. I'm like, okay, so like, see, this, this this person lives in England and this person lives in, you know, and I look over and he's like passed out on the couch. I was like, I was not Are you even serious. T- oh, yeah. It's like, because there's, you know, 
my my mom's family that like you were drawing the full tree i was drawing because it's like you know my because i have so many cousins just on my dad's side we're 16 cousins Mm. so my grandmother and like her two siblings and then they had kids and then they you know and it's it's cool it's cool to have a big family because i've met people who are like oh like no i gotta go see my family and i'm like what like you should be happy to, you know, and they're like, okay, but this is not like your family. <laughs> so there's, yeah, you know, I kind of felt this whole privilege thing my whole life, but I'm trying to kind of break away from that. It's strange to say, but, you know, sometimes I feel like, especially this day and age, being privileged is like kind of a, not taboo, but mm. it's like, and there's so and many people can struggling. Can you elaborate what you mean by privileged? Because privileged there's so many people way? struggling right now in America mm-hmm. and mm. just in general. And it's, you know, I think that ties back with being white passing and, mm. you mm-hmm. know, all these other things. And, you know, having these opportunities of just being, you know, these things. And it's like, like privileges I have, like basically, if, like if I say, I think the best example is like, you know, it's like, oh, I'm French that's automatically a privilege because Mm. people will look Mm -hmm. at you differently and people will favorize you or not, you know, but most of the time it's like, like, Oh, she's French. And you feel like you can, you can get claim a different type of privilege identifying with the, or announcing your Frenchness more than differently than if you announce your Iranian. Yes. Yes, definitely. Mm. And it's, it's kind of sad in a way, you know, and it's, and it shouldn't be that way, you know, but, and I think that's something I kind of want to fix throughout my life. And I think that ties into your fear question. Yeah. Uh, just to kind of, you know, have them both as equals, I guess. You know, not kind of, not not having to think, oh, I'm going to pull out the French card today mm. because mm. it's going to work. You know, kind of mm-hmm. have it both as equals. You yeah. Know, it's like, hmm, do I want to pull out the Iranian card today or do I want to pull out the, you know, the French card? You know, not being able to diminish one and mm-hmm. just being like, oh, here. Or to have is. one that just includes all three. Yeah, exactly. You know, just finding a way to combine my my American identity, whatever that is, and, you know, mm-hmm. my uh, identity of growing up with other cultures and other, you know, people and, you know, also just uh, so um, common, like popular culture in general and... Mm-hmm you know, how that ties in with my identity and living here. And if I do live, if I do leave, you know, America one day, you know, it's like, am I going to miss it? You know, I'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been a really great conversation. Thank, thank you, you so much. No, thank you. Thank you for, for interviewing me. For I, I loved it. <laughs> so it's such a great opportunity.